This is the Head on Collision Podcast. Hey guys, this is Clay. Today we got to answer a question from one of our uh, listeners today and had a great long podcast on it. TJ, you want to tell them what it's about? Yep, so we addressed aging athletes and tips around muscle gain and muscle retention, bone density, and brain health as you age. Today's question came in from Mike Bilstrom. We got a question in our that email we keep telling you guys about to send questions to. And his question was, um, tips and advice on aging athletes and how to maintain athletic performance was the question. So there's a few places we can start. Yeah, absolutely. I think we're going to dive right into it with this, with this topic. So what's, uh, I guess, what's your overall easy answer take on this whole question? Okay, so we got to address, especially for men, where their hormone levels are at. Mm -hmm. So we're going to talk about hormones. We're going to talk about bone density because he's not as old as the studies show it being an issue, but it's something you want to be a little bit preventative with is osteoporosis and how your bones change as you age. Yeah, absolutely. And then after 50, most of the studies show 1.5% muscle loss, lean muscle Lean body weight loss per year after 50 and 3% per year after 60. So the studies aren't favorable for aging athletes, mm-hmm. but I think his term aging athletes like 35 and wondering why he's half the speed he used to be. Yeah, absolutely, which there's definitely some pretty good answers uh, to why that could be too. So, yeah. Where do you want to start with this? I know you have your... Yeah, one of your books, though. Yeah, I know one of my books. I uh, basically just referenced the actually the National Academy of Sports Medicine, the NASM training personal training certification book. Uh, it's the book they send you for whenever you get your certification to study with um, before you have to take that giant test, which was ridiculously hard, <laughs> in my opinion. But um, got this guy out because they do talk. There's a huge section on seniors and kind of the training on that stuff. So. Um, I guess we can start, you know, just kind of anywhere with it. Um, one of the biggest things is, you said, muscle density and losing or losing that muscle mass, that muscle muscle density, as well as bone density. Um, what are the biggest ways that you would recommend people try to avoid the problem, if possible? So the bone one, in my opinion, it's a little bit easier to address. So with proper nutrition supplementation... You can maintain pretty decent bone density throughout life if you take the proper amount of calcium, D3, magnesium, everything that that calcium needs to absorb into the bone, and then also load the body. So you have to weight train and get load on the bone for it to stay strong. If you completely stop exercising or stop loading the bone, you're going to have a ton of issues with bone density. So you want to make sure you take the right supplements. And stay active, so stay loading the bone. And that could be your lower body loads if you like you jump, you play basketball. That when you land, that's loading your bones. Yeah, absolutely. So it doesn't have to be like, oh, you have to deadlift and squat when you're sixty-five, but you have to stay active. Yeah, absolutely. So staying active is the biggest thing and I guess for basically the whole question is and as much I kind of feel like this is cliche and especially like the the fitness world is uh, you know, if you never stop, then you never have to start again 
kind of a thing, but that's very true in most cases. I mean, if you never, if you have a routine, you follow a regimen correctly um, and do it, you know, the same thing every day where you get, or every week where you get a couple days out of that week where you can exercise, then you won't have nearly as many problems as what you would if some, as of somebody who just didn't exercise and then they're do hit that older age and decide, well, crap, you know, I'm having our osteoporosis, I'm having all these issues, now I need to do something. In which case, you're always, you're almost always, I will just say always going to have to get professional help at that at that level. Yeah. Um, so staying with it's the biggest thing. Um, and that brings me back to that cliche term, if you never stop, you never have to start again. And that's exactly true with stuff like this, um, because of all the problems that you could, that you are going to have as everybody ages. Um, but that's for more of the older age and we're going to definitely dive into that too. But I guess you said Mike was asking about like around his age for like 35 years old. I know there's a lot of hormones that, uh, hormone studies that kind of show why this could be happening to him and why he could be feeling differently. You want to touch up on that a little bit? Yep. So obviously for men, testosterone is going to be the dominant one and right around that age, like his athletic prime was, he was a freak athlete in college. Mm -hmm. So that's what his yeah. mind still pictures. So really, is he super unathletic now? No. As long as he plays basketball a couple times a week, like, give him a month, he's pretty athletic still. Yeah, absolutely. But it's him dealing, like me, dealing with injuries that kept taking him out, taking him out, taking him out. And that's why every time he goes back, he feels super slow. And he's not super slow compared to, like, the average people still, like, being active at that level. He's slow compared to what he's used to being able to do when he was a freak. Yeah, absolutely. So it's, part of it's in his head just comparison to a younger, well-trained self when he was doing hill sprints twice a day and going through football seasons. Like, you're a little more active than you currently are. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. there's that, and then I would... Definitely have the hormones checked. So even if you think you're doing a lot of good and healthy things for your hormones, you never really know until you get the blood work. So there's a lot of places where you can get blood work for under 100 bucks, And it would definitely benefit you to go in and get a, a blood work done to test testosterone, estrogen. all the. I think the best test that I like to see is a, a women's sex hormone panel yeah because that covers progesterone that covers estrogen that covers mm -hmm. testosterone that covers a wide spectrum and again it's under 100 bucks so i would definitely look into that and then address any issues if you are on the lower end of that spectrum because you're going to lose muscle mass faster and you're going to your fast twitch muscle fibers are going to suffer more as you age if you're chronically in a low testosterone state compared to average or above average so yeah, and that's like that's a really great point too. I personally know people even at a younger than him, even like in their twenties, who should be in their prime, but for some reason their testosterone didn't go the way it should have, or didn't plan out the way it should have, and they've had extremely low, low testosterone levels at a very young age, and it's it's literally like it's hard to convey if somebody like doesn't know that much about testosterone, but it's crazy how much that makes a difference in your overall um, 
health, like how much adding that testosterone, having healthy levels, I should say, um, has plays towards your overall health. It's just absolutely amazing how much weight you'll lose and how thinner you'll stay. Just looking in the mirror, your body fat percentage will be way down, but then also sports performance will be way up too. So that's a, I mean, a great point on the blood testing. It's super cheap. I think everybody should get it done frequently. Like I think that's something that people don't do frequently enough. Especially Is that something you're thinking quarterly, every six months. Uh, I would say you know if you're if you're a serious serious athlete, I'd say every six months would be kind of what I would say. But if you're just like somebody who wants to stay healthy, once a year, I would say which should be get your blood work done and see, especially as you age, because you don't know. I think the median age for what testosterone drop off was. And I read a study a while back, and what it told me was around 26 years old, maybe? Yeah, it starts dropping from its peak. Yeah, from its peak around 26 years old, but everybody's different, like we said. So there's no telling if you're going to be that guy who makes the peak at 26 years old. Maybe you last till 28. Maybe you break off at 24. Maybe it's at 22. Nobody knows. Everyone's different. So that's why I think you should get yours checked, because if you're at, you know, at a younger age and you haven't developed the way you're supposed to, like... The doctors will help you out with that too. So yep, and environment plays a huge role. So what you're eating, oh, what you're putting yourself around. Yeah. So so the blood work is, I would say, a necessity in a sense for anybody who wants to focus on healthy aging, and especially for athletes. I'm gonna go get my blood work here done in the next next couple months, um, just to see where I'm at because I'm at right at that age, 23 years old, where I definitely want to start tracking mine now to make sure I am where I need to be. Um, especially for years to come. So that'll be something that I do. But especially as you get older into that age range that he is in, that's something you need to keep a good look at. Because if you are trying to supplement with stuff like that, you need to see if it's working first off and if it's working as well and if you what kind of dosages and let the doctor kind of help you out with that aspect of things. So Yep, for sure. And the, another big thing with testosterone is going to be recovery. big thing with aging athletes is the recovery slows tremendously. And they're not able to train as much as long without getting fatigued and causing injury. Yeah. So if you're aging and you start getting injury after injury after injury, and they're little tweaks, little twinges, it could be you weren't fully recovered from your previous workouts. And that's why even though you feel like you should be good to go, it's been three or four days, you're used to like, after three days, you're ready to roll. As you age, that process slows down and you're just compiling 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 and then eventually leads back to an injury yeah absolutely and you look at what we're able to do now like we can almost make it through in seven days we can almost make it twice through our whole entire body like as we can do that now um but then like you said when you get to that age where you might not be able to do that as much and you're seven you know you're working out instead of working out every day a week it turns in every other day of the week and then you split it in half and then even more so after that uh, your intensity drops too, so it's just so many things that directly affect that age group. So, like I said, that's the hormones is a bit a big aspect of it too. But just like you said, make, keeping yourself around a healthy environment with what you're putting in your body and what you're supplementing with and eating, that's a huge factor, especially when you get to that point to where your hormones start to get lower. For sure, and kind of what we went into with the fasting, as people age, I like to see them use more of an intermittent fasting approach for cell turnover because they're having issues with that process slowing down naturally. So when your body, as it's younger, it's able to recycle and get through the damaged cells faster. As you age, those damaged cells are starting to pile up because your body's not 
getting through the recycling process efficiently enough. So I want to see people extend their fasting window as they age. That's one of the things that I implement pretty quickly. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one of the biggest and kind of a middle age group, and we talked a little bit about, you know, what 1.5% of your, was it muscle mass declines after the age of 50? Yep, lean body weight muscle mass. Yep. So overall, 1.5% of that is going to start declining um, into 3% by the time we hit 60. But one of the best people that I like to bring up, and I've talked to you about him several times, but Cameron Haynes, um, one of my idols as a, as a bow hunter, as just a man in general, he's a great guy. He's a very, very well-kept man, especially with the social media hype he's been getting lately. Um, and just a great role model for myself, um, being into all that stuff. But he runs 20 plus miles every single day. He shoots his bow, which is, if anybody out there knows bows, it's about like getting a cable row, since everyone knows fitness, of getting a cable row and putting it at the level of your chest and trying to pull it back at 90 pounds. He does that 100 to 150 times a day. 90 reps of that. It's ridiculous. So he does that per day at 90 pounds, a 90-pound pullback on his bow, and um, as well as running the, the 20 miles every day, and he lifts weights every single day. Uh, I heard on one of his podcasts that he is on the paleo diet. He eats eight meals a day just for his activity. Oh, with that level of activity, yep. You, there's different levels. Most people aren't looking to run for, what, what would that equate to in hours? 20 miles it's ridiculous i have no idea but like this guy he's he's fit like he is a fit guy he only when he hunts he's a big mountain hunter he lives in oregon he only runs mountains he only he he does not run on flat terrain he runs with like minimal shoes on mountain terrain like it's not paths it's not roads it's not gravel it's like mountain terrain and he runs that with with like nothing on but basically like barefoot like running with just no little padding on his foot so he runs with uh he runs on that kind of a terrain crazy stuff he looks like a fit guy i'm showing you a picture here oh yeah so he's a fit guy how old do you think he is Uh, late 40s early 50s so he is right at 50 years old right now so like and he's been doing this program he's actually he put on a ridiculous amount of muscle in the last 10 years from age 40 to 50 do you know if he's on a I don't know. I'm not sure if he's on any kind of uh, testosterone therapy. Oh, yeah. I mean, Rogan is. Oh, absolutely. He's dropped it in there every once in a while, and he's friends with Rogan, right? Yeah, definitely. And And I would be be shocked if he wasn't on any kind of hormone replacement therapy. So I'm sure he is. He has a doctor monitoring. Exactly. So it's... That's fine. It's... (laughs) So... Yeah, I I would be very, very shocked to hear that he wasn't on it, but he has put on, since the age of 40, he used to be just a marathon runner, and the guy used to be skinny, like literally skin and bones. He used to, like, he was in the Boston Marathon that got bombed, like all that jazz. He was running in that marathon. He runs marathons all the time. Um, He's kind of stretched out. He still does his marathon stuff, but he's stretched out into more like all-terrain running and stuff like that. Yep. So he is... For a um, while, he was running a marathon a day, right? Isn't 20 miles at least a marathon? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He yeah. does that on the daily, like, yeah. easy. <laughs> Actually, so on, there's a... It's a hunting app 
but it's really cool to watch for anybody who likes outdoors. It's called Carbon TV. Um, if you are watching or know of Carbon TV, if you look up, they have a new series called Their American Elements. It's their episodes. They do one on Cameron Haynes, and it's about a 15-minute episode, Little Shore, on Cameron Haynes. And it's not really about him hunting. It's not really, it doesn't show hunting footage. It's just him. It's just about this guy, like about his life. Um, and all this jazz and he he went from running marathons all the time which is what he was really well known for and decided you know i'm really skinny i want to pack on some muscle from the age 40 to the age of 50 the guy put on like literally looking at his before and after pictures 50 60 pounds of muscle like he put on that much and granted yes he's probably on some hormone replacement therapy but why would you not be if you know your hormone if you know it's going down you know that you can go to a doctor and safely get the prescription you need and, and have it monitored it yep and know what it is and <laughs> have it monitored like there's no hardly any negative health risks of doing it at all and he pays for it then what's wrong with that there's nothing wrong with it everybody does it so yeah. and actually uh chronic low testosterone they've linked that to heart disease way faster than any issues with supplementing our testosterone so there's real health benefits to supplementing a testosterone to a healthy level absolutely and so just as an example he's one of the people too that I'm sure Mike has known of Cameron Haynes probably somewhere from listening to Joe Rogan, whatever it is. But if he doesn't, I would definitely check him out um, because he's a good example of... So two things. He's a good example of what can be done, especially if you want to do the hormone replacement therapy. But um, like we said, because most likely he is on it. Um, but it's another example, what I like to tell people too, it's not easy work once you get to that age. He's 50 years old and he's doing this like... He's not working everybody. Yeah. And the thing is, like, he... You can see his age and his face and his body. You can't tell at all. Like, he is... He looks amazing, but in his face, you can tell that he's old. Yeah. <laughs> he's getting there. But he's... He grinds that out every single day. His motto is keep hammering. So, keep hammering, run, lift, shoot every day. That's, that's him and that's who I follow. And great, like I said, great role model for everybody, but at the same time... Um, just a great example of what can be done at that age and what you have to do at that age to continually keep that up. And it's not easy work at all. Yeah, like, it's not. <laughs> He's built a successful business, so I, I'm sure that oh. allows him to do other cutting-edge things for maintaining health, too. Whether it's, like, yeah, he, he supplements or all kinds well. of, like... There a lot of those freak athletes doing stuff at that age, they're, they're open-minded to, like, trying new health. Yeah. Things. And I'm not sure. I know he obviously he eats amazing because all he eats is the animal's protein from what he shoots. Yeah. Um, he does supplement with his own supplement line um, that he just created. It's through Mountain Ops, the hunting uh, supplement line that's getting gigantic now. Um, and he supplements through that stuff. He um, uh, they actually so they had their Mountain Ops brand. He made his own line called the Keep Hammering line. Um, so he uses that frequently. It's just BCAAs, pre-workout, and uh, protein. So he uses that frequently. Um, but like I said, he's up there in the elements. Um, I would. I'm not sure what he's probably expanded into. Is stuff that I. I don't. He's doesn't talk about it. So I don't know if that just means he hasn't, or maybe he just doesn't want to talk about it. I'm not sure. He's an extremely open and honest guy, though. Um, but well, some of the stuff just doesn't come up. Yeah, it's, exactly. It's weird That's to what bring, I mean. Yeah, yeah, it's weird to just like randomly drop be like hey what 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 are you doing to <laughs> weird health trends that you're yeah, like exactly definitely. trying out just because you're a freak athlete and you're now in your 50s and still doing stuff 
nobody else is yeah, doing. But he is he's sponsored by a lot of hunting, um, obviously hunting things, but he doesn't make a lot of money. That's one of the biggest things, even though he's on like with Joe Rogan and he's doing all this stuff, he doesn't make a lot of money. He works as a he's a buyer and seller for a water company. And he works, that is his job, and he works 40-hour weeks, and he takes PTO for his hunting trips. Like, he gets this free stuff from who he's sponsored by, so he doesn't have to buy a bow. He doesn't have to buy his camo, which is a huge cost. It's gigantic, but they don't pay him. Yep. So he just he just gets that stuff for free. So it's it's very well known in the hunting industry. Like yes, every hunter, especially as a young kid like myself, wants to have that TV show, wants to have that successful podcast, and we'll do a whole bunch of talking on hunting. I'm not going to take hunting up on this whole episode, but they want to have this huge successful business and stuff. But they don't make a lot of money at all. Like actually, it'd be more beneficial for you to go get a normal job, work a nine to five, than it would be for you to go to a hunting show because you were like. You don't make anything off of it. It's terrible. You get the fame, but you don't make anything off of it money-wise. So, What about his like, branded supplements now? Like, his brand of mine, he probably gets a little percent of it. It's a good question. Um, I actually did, I actually did when they started bringing it out, and I could be wrong, I did look into you know how much he makes off of that, and I think he said that he doesn't make anything off of it. It's just something that he went to collaboration with the company with because he works close to the company, and they made that line for him. Um, it is using his signature keep hammering like Cameron Haynes thing. Um, but I think he did come out and say that he doesn't make it's part of like him getting the supplements for free kind of sponsorship. Like he gets all the supplement stuff for free, but I'm not sure how much he actually makes profit from it. It's not a giant amount cause he doesn't, he, he hunts on public land. He doesn't have his own land to hunt on. Like the guy doesn't have like. You can tell people that have money, he doesn't act like he has money. Yeah. Um, and like I said, he still works 40-hour weeks. And so every all the things that point to it either says he, if he does have the money and he is making the money from like a bunch of money from all this stuff, then... He's not letting it affect his lifestyle. He's exactly, definitely, and being very smart with it, which props to him for doing. Um, and he does have three kids that are our age. So, um, and you hardly hear anything about the kids. They have a great relationship together and he loves them, but you just don't hear anything about them. So I don't know if it's more going towards his kids. I don't know what's going on, but like I said, when I, when he came out and said it, he said that if he was making anything off of it, it was very minimal. But as far as I know, he wasn't making like, I guess making money, like it, to the sense of where like he was just getting this paycheck in every week, every month of like, oh yeah, we sold this much. And it's such a small brand, like you haven't even heard of a Mountain Ops. Yeah, but I'm also yeah. not in that field. Exactly. I mean, it's it's all supplements. <coughs> like it's literally it's the it's the same thing that you would see, but they sell it at Cabela's, <laughs> and they that's like they sell it online, and it's only in the hunting community. Like it really is. Um, it's it's I'm sure it's pretty average quality supplements. Um, it's it's basically like what you would walk into a GNC and you could buy anything in GNC and compare it to this company and be like, ah, oh, they look like the same thing on the inside. So yeah. very average, nothing too crazy about it. Um, but I do know that the keep hammering line is kind of a cool thing that he does. But yeah, like I said, I'm not going to talk. We'll talk about hunting on another podcast, get really in depth into it. But Well, it's cool. It's a great example of like it is. defining, it is. like building good habits, watching what you put in your mouth for food. Yeah. Is gonna be a drastic effect on how well you still perform as you age. Definitely. So he's getting right to that point where they normally see the biggest 
measurable decline in muscle mass. But with level of habits like that, I could see him being one of the few that maintain most, if not all, for an extra 10, 15 years, as long as he keeps with his habits, as long as he keeps doing what he's programmed himself to do now. Like you said, keeping yourself in that good environment, too. Like, he's never going to stop eating high-quality proteins. He's never going to, like, resort to eating crap food. (laughs) Like, he's just an extremely healthy guy. Like I said, he takes his supplements every single day, so he's supplementing. So. Yeah. So... What would some takeaways from you be on this for the muscle performance side of things? And then maybe we'll go into bone health a little deeper. Yeah, so like I said, with both of them, the biggest thing for myself is just keeping up with with a healthy um, exercise regimen. Continually exercising. Um, If you do have to dial it back, that's going to happen to everybody. You can't beat age unless you're Tom Brady. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Tom versus time, no. So you can't beat um, time. You just can't. You're going to age. It's going to happen. You won't be able to bench press 400 pounds when you're you know, 60 years old. You're just not going to be. Yeah. Um, most likely, I'll probably never be able to do any of my maxes ever again, <laughs> unless I really try, um, just because that's not kind of what we talked about in a couple of other episodes. It's not kind of what I'm shooting for personally. But like I said, um, you can't beat time with it. So as long as you keep up with what you're doing and you can do as much as you can do and stay active, that's the biggest thing. So, um, But as far as the muscle goes, um, that would be definitely what my recommendation would be is keep them moving, keep them activated. Um don't stop <laughs> unless you have like a serious injury to what you need to dial it back. Yeah. Um, otherwise just keep, like I said, keep that healthy exercise regimen and keep at it. And then for a lot of things for like natural hormone production, it would be smart to have some uh, high intensity, like explosive body weight training in there for, they've shown a lot of studies for growth hormone for uh, increasing natural testosterone through like sprints and other uh, explosive training styles like that but again it's something you're gonna have to monitor your recovery a recovery pretty closely with because if you do that too many times in a week or too many times in a month you're asking to walk right into an injury again absolutely definitely so that's something to utilize but uh, be very aware of as well and then for the bone density which this is more of an issue that women deal with mm-hmm. as they age they get a lot more issues with bone density author osteoporosis mm-hmm. correct yeah and obviously like he just talked about the nutrition side of things is so so important and with that being said with that food and nutrients if you're not getting enough calcium through that means you're going to want to make sure you supplement a good calcium so a calcium citrate's one of the better forms even though calcium is still very very hard to absorb and you want to make sure you get adequate d3 and adequate magnesium with calcium otherwise it will not absorb and the old scare tactics of calcium being dangerous from like what was that like seven eight years ago now yeah where they're saying calcium's giving people heart attacks and st- or yeah. strokes and stuff that wasn't actually the case but there is some link to uh, extra buildup in arteries if you're not supplementing with the proper things that go with calcium because it needs to be pulled out of the bloodstream and into the bone somehow. Definitely. 
have you seen anything else that would be beneficial for a bone density besides proper supplementation and obviously the load? Um, we talked about load, and that's, I think, one of the biggest things, especially that's one of the things that you can help curb as you're younger. Um, training with any kind of a load, um, especially when you're able to at a younger age, is huge. And a lot of I know a lot of people, especially women in general, um, they don't like to do that kind of workout per se. Um, it's kind of frowned upon, um, especially you know doing squats, doing things like deadlifts, anything that will load that muscle, or just any kind of explosive activity in general, like we talked about. Um, <clears throat> it's kind of frowned upon in some areas, um, whether it just be exercise in general. I know with what we work around, we see that stuff a lot, and it's good we see it a lot because it's extremely beneficial, but there are a lot of other people who live out in the world that we don't see that just don't. And the majority of the people that are out there, they don't. So one of the biggest things that you can do is exercise in general, like I said, um, kind of the same thing with the muscles to keep frequent with your exercise uh, routine regimen. But the load is the big thing. Um, it has so many significant benefits to how much uh, it, it packs your muscles or your packs your bone together um, and helps build stronger bones literally by doing squats you can look to increase like your bone density incredibly over time so that obviously having a higher bone density when you're getting into that age is going to be the best way to kind of subside or curb that um happen from happening because you have more bone density that obviously the osteoporosis won't be able to affect you as much yeah. so have you heard about osteoblasts mm -hmm. yep so the the body's response to impact, so jumping, stuff like that, when you feel that interesting feeling on your bones, because I've literally felt it, yep. it's your body literally creating more bone based on impact, so your body is adapt adapting to that impact. Releases the osteoblasts to help you in turn like build more of that and help make that more denser, so... That'd be the biggest thing for bone movement. Obviously, when you do get older, too, there's a lot of other things you can talk about, um, especially when it comes to blood flow. Um, you do get pretty adequate blood flow through your bones um, and make sure that the, to make sure that keeps going. Staying healthy um, is a huge thing throughout your life, especially when you look at um, you know blood pressure readings. You want to stay underneath 140 over 90. Um, it's the very healthy range for you over any amount of time. But as you get older, um, obviously the more use on those blood vessels, they start to harden. And when they start to harden, it just leads to more plaques inside of your blood vessels, which leads to a higher blood pressure. So making sure that you have, um, I guess, the easiest way to do is make sure your blood pressure is in check. But the reason behind that is, is because you can get more adequate blood flow through your body and having that adequate blood, flu blood flow, sorry, blood flow through your body is going to in turn help you um, keep your bones healthy and keep them oxygenated and all that jazz as well so yeah and they've shown things also like different antioxidants like reservatrol grape seed extract to help increase blood flow and help kind of mitigate slightly mitigate aging at the cellular level so uh there are supplements to look into and they're they're not miracle drugs yet mm -hmm. so they're still working on other things but some of those antioxidants are going to help with blood flow, going to help with blood pressure, going to help with um, cell health. And because I wanted, the last part I wanted to get into with health or aging athletes is brain function. It's 
one of the biggest issues we're seeing nowadays is all the Alzheimer's and all this crazy stuff. And it's directly paired with nutrition throughout life and what level of activity they're still having as mm-hmm. they age. So, uh, one of the biggest things is supplementing a good omega-3 or making sure you have good omega-3 fats in your diet for blood pressure, for joint health, for brain health, the EPA, which is almost like lubrication for joints, and Mm -hmm. DHA, the fatty acid most prominent in the brain, is essential for healthy aging. And they've done studies up to 20 grams of omega-3 fish oil to help reverse Alzheimer's. So they've done studies specifically on brain health and omega-3s. Omega-3s and MCT oils are probably two year most essential fatty acids for brain function. So I would look into supplementing stuff to prevent having any down the road mental issues. Cause yeah. that's as soon as that happens, it's it's a bad path to be on. Yeah, absolutely. I know a little bit in one of the, the podcasts we talked about uh the last podcast we talked about was about um a little bit about brain injuries and traumatic head injuries. Uh, CTE is a big one too, but you're looking at more and more, um, especially in sports, how um, those blows to the head creates this kind of issue to where your brain is aging quicker than it would normally. Um, and we talked a little bit about the quarterback who committed suicide recently, and they, the studies show that his brain was the same age as what a man at 65 years old would have, uh, you know, as as far as brain health goes. So you look at little stuff like that too. Um, keeping the brain healthy is a, the top of the game. I mean, if you can't have, if you can't have a healthy brain, you can't have a healthy heart, then you can't do anything. So those are the two big ones that you want to definitely make sure you're taking care of um, and make sure you're exercising those muscles <laughs> out of any of them. So, um, but yeah, like I said, keeping a healthy brain is, is a big thing. Yeah, they've shown a lot of links through exercise and brain function as well so don't think exercise is only for muscle it's also directly correlated to brain health yeah and they've shown studies on different styles of training so uh, running versus uh, strength training having different positive benefits on brain function before different activities so they've shown improvements in uh, like just like we talked about the sauna where before tests they showed um a bunch of increase in retention of information, stuff like that. Similar to uh, low intensity inter- or like low intensity steady state cardio, like mm-hmm. long runs and stuff. They've shown a lot of benefit on uh, healthy aging of the brain through things like that. And for more sharp, short term cognitive sh- like alertness, they showed weight training to be better for like acute sharpness. And endurance training would be better for uh, basically longevity of brain yeah. function. And then as well as, obviously, we talked about sauna before. We talked about other things that benefit the brain. But those ones being ones that are related to this subject. So we talked about nutrition for muscles. We also need to talk about nutrition for the brain. So yeah. the omegas, the MCT oils. Um, similar fatty acids like that. You also need adequate protein. People don't understand the thyroid sending hormone from the brain. One of its, its biggest regulators for that signal is amino acids. Mm-hmm. Where do you get amino acids from? 
Real protein. Yep. Not soy protein. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I hate soy protein, but... Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so have we done that topic yet? We have not talked about soy protein yet. Okay. We, need, we probably need to hit up on that one. Yeah, uh, definitely here soon. Protein sources will be a big one. But yeah, so as far as, like like I said, healthy aging throughout the brain, uh, little stressors that you can put on, like, uh, I guess, little periods of stress you can put on the body, like the sauna, like intermittent fasting, stuff like that, definitely keeps that sharp. Um, as long with the other thing is, mm-hmm. like... Very basic, and I know we talk a lot about health and fitness, but very basic stuff such as read and do things to keep help you get better and do things to help you learn. Like that's the biggest thing that's going to help keep you active. But the main scheme of things, especially with any kind of health anywhere in your body, is we talk about blood flow a lot. And as long as you're getting adequate blood flow to those areas and a lot of oxygen to those areas, which is through your blood, then that's going to keep you on top of your game for that aspect of it. So, We're big on self-improvement, reading, all this stuff, so we can help everyone on the podcast, everyone we associate with daily. But it's also for personal benefit. Yeah. There's real benefit to stressing your brain as well as your physical body. Absolutely. So we try to keep up on that stuff too. Um, And like you said... Uh, we do it obviously we do it for you guys to help you guys listen to but we do it for ourselves I mean we wouldn't obviously want to do this if we didn't want to get better for ourselves so um, it's definitely something that we try to do and way that we keep our mind on top of things too doing our studies and then doing uh, hopping into this this is not an easy task (laughs) to say the least Um, as easy as it may sound but um, we do we try to keep everyone updated and try to get some questions answered um, for everybody too, which I'm glad we really hit up on this one. This was a really great one to cover on too, but for the most part, we did a pretty good job hitting on everything. Is there anything else you want to kind of cover over the aging athletes thing? Uh, the last thing, for exercises for aging people in general, aging males specifically, uh, hex bar deadlifts, probably one of the safest movements you can perform as you age. Just being... The neutral grip, it takes a lot of stress off the lower back. There's a lot of benefits to that movement specifically without much risk of injury as a conventional deadlift, as a squat. So there are movements that you could, even if you're starting a little bit behind the ball age-wise, like there are some pretty safe movements that you can get a lot of the same benefits from. Hex Hex bar deadlifts being one of the most studied for safety and for actual the benefits you get from a single movement yeah absolutely i think one of the biggest things for myself and especially aging people while i was training i worked a lot with people who were um if not older they were people who were afraid of what their life will turn into if they when they are do get older if they don't start doing something now so that was a lot of who i worked with the majority of my uh, clients were weight loss or seniors on people who wanted to get a little bit better but functional training is a key especially for people out there who are training these older people who don't like they're not training for bodybuilding they're not training for an iron man they're not training for all this and that stuff so take them through stuff that they're going to be doing on the daily basis if they're afraid you know i'm not going to be able to you know play catch with my grandson do activities like push and pull activities that are going to help you be able to perform those tasks a little bit easier or I'm afraid that I'm not going to be able to get out of a chair when I'm 80 years old 
up and down squats and in and out of a chair is something huge. So make sure they're functional activities. Keep it very basic. I mean, like we said, there's several, getting that exercise is one of the best things to help curb all of these things. So it doesn't have to be extensive, strenuous exercises. I don't want to see anybody given, you know, a six-year-old lady making her do bicep curls and tricep extensions. I don't want to see that unless she wants to look good in her arms. I don't want to see that at all. <laughs> There's other things you can do even if she does. But um, one of the best things, like I said, keep it functional. Keep it simple. Um, make sure you're doing putting them through things that they'll be doing. Um, so carry 700 bags of groceries up three flights yes, of stairs. Yes, there you go. Yes, <laughs> you can definitely do that. That's actually a pretty decent one. But then core training, too, is another one I was going to talk about. Um, you know, balance activities. One of the biggest things that goes is balance and losing that little bit of, uh, you know, proprioception, um, which is knowing you and your surroundings around you. Like, you know, I had a lady who I trained who didn't have, she had, a, it was a medical condition. She didn't have any proprioception. So if I had her close her eyes and touch an area of her body, she couldn't do it. It was, it was, it was, it was very scary. And she was older. Um, she, and she let me know immediately. She says, I have a medical condition. I don't know where things are if I can't see them. And she could not. And that's the ability. So if, if you're listening in, um, hopefully not driving, you can close your eyes and try to touch an area. Think to yourself, you know, I want to touch my hand. I want to touch my knee. Think about other areas of your body that you could touch with your eyes closed. The ability to be able to do that is that tells you that your your mind knows where those areas are without you having to think about it. Exactly. <laughs> so being able to do that with your eyes closed is actually a, a huge thing, connection between your mind and your muscles. And then we talk about muscle memory. But this lady, she couldn't do that. So it was one of the things to where we had to really work on it. Um, to help her, and it's not something that you can get better at, especially as you age either. Um, so having that lack of proprioception, you can get better at muscle memory per se, but you, she has to all she had to always be able to see what she was doing. And she told me it was a pretty scary thing because whenever it was like extremely dark or stuff like that in the middle of the night, she t- couldn't really work. It was hard for her to move her system the right way it needed to move without seeing it. So I should. To try to throw you off close my eyes and like miss <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's like TJ touched your knee and you're up touching your face like what <laughs> I mean she could I mean she can feel like she knows what she is like she, if she can like move her hand up like she could get to where it needed to be um, but she could not like do basic activities you like only touch the tip of your nose yeah when she, you close your eyes. that would be or she only could touch not. the uh, lobes of your ears when you close your eyes yeah she could she would get to that area and then feel around for it but other than that she couldn't like actually do get to that spot so <clears throat> but just something obviously to keep in keep aware of as as well like i said core strength is huge balance activities are huge too um you know just a great way to uh help especially the older older people who are needing help and needing training but for this episode i did want to talk about some pretty cool stuff um Freak athletes that are old. Sister Madonna Booter. So have you ever heard of her? Uh, Not yet. 86-year-old Ironman triathlon athlete. She is known as the Iron Nun. She is a uh, triathlon athlete. She's been doing it for a long, long time. Um, She's one of them. Uh, uh, Don't... Don't lecture me on my pronunciation on this one. Uh, Jacinto 
Benella, 77 years old. He's a CrossFitter. You can see he's got like the Jesus, old Jesus beard going on there, <laughs> the Santa beard actually. Um, and he is doing some pretty serious weight on the CrossFit. Um, 85 year old cyclist, uh, Pat Gallant Charette, 65 year old marathon swimming. So these are old, old athletes that are really, they're obviously um, in shape still. Um, here, I actually just saw this one on the news a while back. Um, Teo Porchon Lynch. <laughs> like I said, don't don't uh, get mad at my pronunciations. Uh, 98 years old, yoga. She does yoga at 98 years old, and she's very active in it. She can still do several crazy poses. I mean, just a cool picture of her, but she's, uh, she's still doing that stuff. Um, really cool stuff. Here's an 83-year-old guy who does still hikes up mountains, like actual, like, scary cold freezing you'll Oof. die mountains <laughs> crazy stuff so these guys are still doing it and they're still doing it like at this age so that just goes hand in hand with what we said and what i don't like to say a lot is if you never stop you never have to start again um so just by keeping up with this stuff you can still do tremendous things at those ages obviously like we said though you can never win the battle against time so always keep that in mind too. Do things that are going to benefit you, whether it be going and getting your blood work done, um, whether it be keeping a track on how your progress has been, or just understanding that you're not going to be able to do the same things when you were 20, 25, as you are when you're 40, 45, 50, unless you're Cameron Haynes. <laughs> but like I said, there's a lot of stuff to be taken away from this episode, but understanding how it all works, understanding what can happen if you don't keep on top of it, and then understanding the things you can do to help it are the biggest things. So it's just a lot of being aware and uh, taking action when needed. For sure. All right, if you guys want, had any more questions on this topic, again, just shoot it to the email, headoncollisionpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we have a couple more questions. It sounds like we're going to be answering throughout the next few episodes. Yeah. Which uh, you touched on it a little bit earlier, correct? Yeah, doing a high school athlete, like a training styles and programs and why they're wrong. <laughs> that should be fun. Yeah, so that'll be a good one, but we'll touch up on that one uh, for sure, and that's something that I really love. Like I said, I love to talk about. I'm very passionate when it comes to high school athletes, um, and that'll be something that we can touch up on. And little questions that we have um, through our email, headoncollisionpodcast at gmail.com. Shoot us an email if you do have any questions or get in touch with us on our Instagram page, headoncollision. Um, so we've been posting, we've been having, doing really well lately with our listeners and our viewers lately as well. So we're going to keep the episodes rolling. Um, got two time doing twice a week now. It's going pretty steady for us. So we're going to keep that up and going pretty, pretty easily. And for the most part, um, I think that's all we have for today, right? That's a wrap. All right. We'll talk to you guys soon.